This is an Area Code podcast. You're listening to Table of Malcontents, where Aaron Armstrong, Dave Schrader, and Scarlett Hildebeidel talk about the books they love and a few they really don't to help you be a better reader. Everybody, welcome to today's episode of Table of Malcontents. I'm Aaron, and with me, as always, are Scarlett and Dave. Guys, I'm not going to ask you how you're doing right now because we have a mission today. You know, over the last little while, we've probably gained, you know, tens of new listeners. And what we want to do is, is we want to actually take a take a few weeks to introduce ourselves properly to our listeners. So as new people come on and they jump into this ongoing conversation that is this show, that they're not completely left in the dark. So uh, today, what we thought we would do is we would start by introducing everybody to Scarlett. Scarlett, I'm really excited about this. This is going to be fun. We've prepared some very serious and difficult questions for you to answer. You may or may not have actually had time to take a look at them. Yeah, (laughs) I'm not very excited about, I mean, I'm not not excited, but um, I'm a little nervous. I have looked, I have taken a glance at some of these questions. I guess I'm ready. Let's just, let's just get this over with. And and just, (laughs) and just for the listener real quick, you know, we, we, it did not take much debate to figure out who would, um, among us would go first. We figured, like, who are people going to who are people going to be most interested in learning about? And obviously, who's Scarlett, Aaron, you're a distant third. I'm just going to just say it right now. You know, you're I a distant third. That. Okay, <laughs> so just just no. look, yeah. Well, to be fair, I've been on the show longer than anybody else, so that you know yeah. what? Okay, that's the way. If that and it makes you feel better about it, then great. You know, but, I, but, it's it's what keeps me. It li- makes me sleep at night, so it's fine. That's true. But this is about Scarlett, so <laughs> let's right. dig right in. Yeah. All right, so Scarlett, okay. how about you give us the Coles Notes life story? What are Coles Notes? Oh, that like sorry, that's a Canadian. That's a that's a Canadian yeah, thing. I, for yeah, Cliff Notes. It's wow. uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yep. Um, wait, what am I doing on who I am? Yes. yes. Who is Scarlett? <laughs> well, can you guys just answer these for me? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. 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 I am from, I was born in Pasadena, California, moved to New York city when I was six months old. And then we lived in Connecticut for a couple of years. And then I mostly grew up in Miami, Florida and Los Angeles back and forth. Now I live in outside of Nashville on a farm. We are trying to sell to another person and, um, I'm married to Brandon. He is, um, a voracious reader of almost exclusively fantasy fiction books and other books, but mostly that. Um, We've got three daughters. They're really wonderful and funny. I write books and talk about them sometimes. And um, I am the least well-read person on this podcast (laughs) working on that. Those are the high, those are the, what is it? Notes, the Canadian cliff notes. Coles notes. Coles notes. Those are the Coles Coles notes. Those are the Coles notes. Those are the Coles notes. (laughs) Okay, Sorry. so so where do you say you're from, or do you have a tough time answering that? Yeah, I kind of I have a very long winded way of answering. I basically say what I just said. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess I'd say mostly Miami and L.A. Yeah. But um, yeah, you can say everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Everywhere. Like, the big like, cities. Yeah, like Aaron is just always going to be Canadian. Doesn't matter, you know, how long he'll he'll be a United States citizen here in a few years. Uh, but you are like you're west, east coast. You're like every coast. Actually, you lived in pretty much every coast if you think about it. Yes, and I actually lived in Vancouver, Canada, for a little while. 
Hmm. I didn't, didn't know I that. Did. I was not aware I of that. Did. My mom. So the reason we moved around a lot, I don't know. I feel like people already know this, but my mom's an actress. She was on Saturday Night Live. So that's what moved us around. And she was on a show for Nickelodeon called Romeo when I was in high school. And it was filmed in Vancouver. So that's why we lived there for a little while. What did you like about Vancouver? It was beautiful. It was beautiful. And I think I have said this on the podcast. People, I was trying to make friends because I was there for like four months or something. And people were very nice, but they were not extremely um, easy to get close to. More reserved um, than I was used to, but so beautiful. And um, yeah, I liked it a lot there. Yeah. I remember talking with, yeah, Drew about that. I didn't know you were living there. I just thought you were visiting for a little bit. So, okay. I think my mom lived there for like two years and then I was little chunks of time. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. My, oh my, all over the place. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, yeah. Um, (laughs) I don't know why I'm laughing. I think it's because we mentioned Canada again. I think it's still, I mean, Canada just makes you laugh and I understand (laughs) that. And I'm only a little bit bitter about that, that, you know, the thought of my homeland makes you laugh. Yeah, it just you, does. Sir. It just does. Yeah, I okay. only said right. positive things just now. That's about Canada. true. Yeah, that's you true. Did. Well, I mean, that's the other thing that actually are well, like kind of. Well, mostly. I mean, this is something though that that listeners need to know about Scarlet is is you generally say positive things, where Dave and I take shots at each other all the time. I try. I try to say positive things. So you keep it classy right. on this show. All right. Well, let's keep let's keep this going. All right. So, what was the first book you remember reading? My first book I loved as a child was The Monster at the End of This Book with Grover. My first um, book as like a, an adult person was um, The Catcher in the Rye. And I know there are mixed opinions on that book, but I here's why, I, here's why it caught my attention. So I had read all the required high school reading stuff, and I didn't really like reading very much in high school. I, don't think, I loved writing, but I wasn't too into reading. It was like, you know, Tale of Two Cities. I wasn't into, I just wasn't into it. And then I went to a Christian school. I, I know that Catcher in the Rye was not required reading. And I somehow, I think it was like library time and I picked it up and I was like, oh, wow. The voice of this author, Salinger, right? Yeah. I was like, he's so casual. Like he's like writing like he talks. And I thought that that was really cool. And I had never um, read anything like, like everything I had read up to that point was kind of formal. And yeah. so I really liked that. And that made me um, want to start reading for fun that's awesome that's great so you never i mean catcher in the rye i mean we, we've talked about this one before aaron just about like every i mean everyone's required to read it in the united states i feel like you know at some point during we high read school it in canada too you read it in canada too i know but i just sorry I'm, <laughs> sorry top top hat edu- top hat education sorry um <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but it, it's a, you know, it, it's kind of a guy's story too. And, you know, just for the sake of having that type of character. So it says something about you. Did you ever get into like the Anne of Green Gable stuff? A lot of the more, I, I dare I say girly books. There's nothing wrong with it because I actually am reading some of these with my girls right now, which is fun. But like, did you ever get into that style of book? I did. And I, I will say before I'm leaving one out. I really loved the Scarlet Pimpernel before I found Catcher in the Rye, which okay. is not, you know, it is more formal. And I really loved that because it was romantic. So you mentioned that made me think of it because Van Green Gables. I didn't read, I'm reading those kind of books now, um, like the classics with my kids. Um, but 
my phase of girly books was like, and I've mentioned these two, but I've never mentioned them by name because I was too embarrassed. But um, <laughs> I went through a big season of like the chick flick books, like the Shopaholic series. You don't need to go into it. It's fine. Emily Giffen books. They're just like a chick flick in a book. So I had a pretty big phase of that. Circled back around to the classics later on. Same. Yeah. Aaron, Aaron went through that phase as well. So it's okay. It's totally natural. Yeah. <laughs> Happens Nicholas to everybody. as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's a strange, it's, it's a strange time in your, in your twenties. Right. So. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what we're approaching, by the way, sorry, this is a special episode. We're approaching like a year from when we all read uh, Nicholas Sparks last year, Barnabas, you and I, Aaron, sorry. Uh, Scarlet, wow, we can't do, we can't go through that again. <laughs> we no. really can't. No, no, so, I'm just, I'm telling you a history. I'm not making any recommendations right no, now. No, 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 it's okay. It's okay. I have read some Dan Brown and, uh, and you know, Da Vinci Code and stuff like that, which, by the way, it's entertaining. You know, it is what it is. Uh, Aaron's like, no. But my wife, Brooke, was trying to figure out kind of the next book to read. <laughs> and yes, you heard me, I said, Hey, read another Dan Brown. You read Inferno last week. <laughs> that was my recommendation. <laughs> Sorry. I'm hijacking oh, this man. again, Scarlett. So we're going back to you. No, please. Um, please hijack. All right. So Scarlett, here, here's the next question for you. So, And I'm just going to talk over Dave. Dave just passed out. He's, I no longer see Dave in the screen. You know, it's, it's fine. Okay. It's He's fine. <laughs> so what is it that you love about reading and I'm going to expand this a little bit because you're a writer. What do you love about writing too? What do I love? I really do feel like I don't deserve to be on this podcast because <laughs> I do. Dave's making a face. Um because I am really not well read and I've I've been reading more the last handful of years than I ever did. I always spent my time writing and um reading books about writing and definitely not enough time reading. I want to bring up when Barnabas was on this episode and y'all were talking about Westerns. And I was like, no, I'm not interested. He said to read The Sun. And I ordered it and I started it today. And it's so good. And I'm like, why, you know, I need to give more things a chance. Anyway, the past like five years, I've been trying to read more widely. When I was on your show for the first time, I said that too. Um, what I love about reading, I'd say now I just love so much, you know, I love reading to escape. I love reading to learn. Um, yeah, those are my two things that I love doing with reading. But in the past, it would have been, I, I usually read with a purpose in mind, like I want to get better at the thing that I'm doing, which is writing. That was like my main purpose or escapism. Um, yeah, I don't know. Is that a good answer? That's a great answer. <laughs> I mean, I'm, there's not really a wrong answer to that. And I mean, I mean, this is one of those things that, that that's helpful to remember, too, is, is that you know, there isn't there isn't a bar on the show for a, a listener or a co-host on um, on what it means to be well read or not. It's it's do you love reading? And and that's the thing. If you if you if you if you love the experience of it. I mean, think about Dave. Dave reads mostly World War Two books and and Winston Churchill biographies. That's and Dan Brown novels. We've just learned. So, um, um, you know, and um, you guys make fun of me for reading comic books. <laughs> so, so it's okay. Well, yeah, Brandon still calls me a, a fake reader or a pretend reader every once in a while. 
I just know. just remind him that he read that he reads Dungeons and Dragons well, books. Yeah, so. here's the thing. Here's why he says that because I read. I don't know what normal people the speed normal people read at. I don't know. You guys are not normal. Y'all are more like him. But he, it's insane how many books he goes through. It, like that's all he does. All he does as a pastime is read. And so to him, I'm like. I do not qualify as read. I'm just, I'm slow. And sometimes I'll go through a spurt where I'm not reading hardly anything except the Bible. And I'm just writing a lot. Um, but the past five-ish years, um, I'm usually reading at least one thing at a time, even if it's slowly. Well, do you read more than one book a month? Yeah, I do now, but that well, hasn't always been true. There you go. I mean, I probably read three or four a month. That's huge. Mo- now, like- but before it was like sure. not... Sure. But this is this is the thing that we need to understand is, is that the average like the average American reads, I think, like one or two books a year. That's what I used to be. That's why Brandon makes fun of me like five years ago. Yeah, but that's five years ago. That's not now. It's fine. Yeah, that's not now. It's fine. That's the old me. That's right. That's right. The old you has passed away and behold, the new has come. So (laughs) so. that's the tattoo that I have on my wrist. There's a fun fact. Nice. Ooh, nice. Okay. <laughs> All right. So next question. Next question for you. What are your top five love hate books? So ones that you that oh. ones that you love, ones that you hate, ones that you love to hate. I've loved everything David Sedaris has ever written. And he's a little bit controversial. I know. We he's got some grit, some content in everything he writes. Love his writing style. Okay, I loved Everything Happens for a Reason and Other Lies I've Loved. Have you guys read that by Kate Bowler? No, she, I don't, I wouldn't put this in my top five or anything. I'm just picking random books that I liked. Okay. (laughs) Um, she has, I had, or has like stage four cancer and it was this short book and it was just really honest and it was funny in the way that I like, you know, not like punchline funny, but just, she's a funny writer. So I liked that one. (laughs) There's some books I don't want to say because I don't really, okay, here's something I'll talk about since it's my episode of my life. Okay. So part of my growing up experience was my mom was in show business. And so, you know, I was kind of growing up in the wings of comedy clubs. She did stand up for, I don't know, I think when I was in like junior highs, when she started doing that, she was off of the show and she was doing stand up. And so she raised me to believe the Bible and she would just kind of point out like, okay, what this comic is saying is bad, you know, just filter that out. And we would go see movies and she'd be like, bad word. Like <laughs> she would just kind of like filter things as I watched them as a kid. And so I grew up with this very strange filter. And I, I don't know if I've talked about this with you guys, but like, I don't remember the, the uh, whatever it is, content, whether it be offensive, disturbing, whatever it is. I usually don't remember those things um, if I like enjoyed the movie or the style. Now I have gotten much more conservative with that over the years. I'm older you know, walking with the Lord longer, I've gotten more sensitive, but some of these books that are on my list, I'm like, what was in this book? I don't remember. I'm afraid to say, <laughs> I, I know I enjoyed it when I was 23, but I don't know. <laughs> um, anyway, that was a tangent. Well, but I mean, again, enjoyment does not equal wholesale endorsement. So yes, please keep that in mind with everything I'm talking about. Um, how many have I said? <laughs> <laughs> um, two three okay. i love the prodigal god i feel like most of the ones that i've loved i've already talked about on this podcast yeah but That's for right. people who are brand new it doesn't hurt to remind okay. them Tim keller the prodigal god i love oh i'm getting a phone call um oh i love the nightingale i love that historical fiction um world war ii super sad i sobbed um it was really good i really loved a long obedience in the same direction 
by Eugene Peterson. Blue Like Jazz. I remember loving that when I read it. Just curious, how, how old were you when you read it? I, not, I mean, I didn't read it when all the hype, I might've been late twenties or early thirties. Okay. Yeah. I read it after the hike. Going back to the number uh, that you can read per year. I mean, man, if people can just get comfortable with doing one book a month, which is pretty reasonable with a busy life. I mean, the reality is like Aaron and I are like incessant. We have a problem actually. Uh, it, it's a, it's a, it's, it's like, and, and my wife, it drives her crazy sometimes. She's like, you just, every moment you have of spare time, you just get that book out or you slap your, you know, your earphones in to listen to the audiobook while you're, and, and I'll be like cleaning the house. So like, it's totally okay. Yeah. That's why like, but if we just get to one book a month, pick, man, B, pick something you love. Don't waste your time. Yeah. Okay. I have two other ones that I love. Okay, I'm on my sure. good reads. Okay. I loved The Broken Way by Ann Voskamp. She has a very unique writing style. She does. It's, it's not funny, but it's it's unique. And I loved that. And I loved, um, okay, again, major content alert for this one, but it was really <laughs> funny. One more thing, Stories and Other Stories by B.J. Novak, who what you know the temp in the office also a writer for the show mm-hmm. just bizarrely funny like just Ryan. weird funny some of it was like ah this is my eyes I, you know i don't want to read this but it was like short little essays lots of funny ones i love it fervent by priscilla shire okay that's it that's enough <laughs> nice those are great those are those are okay. some good suggestions there the bj novak one in particular is one that i've had my eye on for a while and i've been like hmm yeah, I don't I kinda know. want to read that, <laughs> but, but uh, just because I don't read enough good humor. So yeah. that's, and, and that's the tricky thing, right? Is, is that doesn't always translate well, but yeah, the uh, thing with humor and I read a lot of humor, but a lot of them are stand-up comics that are so funny on stage. And then you read their memoir and it's not really funny. It's just them talking about their life. And, but I still enjoy that just because yeah. I grew up in that environment. I, I just yeah. kind of go into it with that expectation, like, okay, this is probably not going to be laugh out loud. Now, Jim Gaffigan's an exception. I think his books are laugh out loud, yeah. especially the first one, Dad is Fat. Yeah. Well, his books are his stand-up routines, right? So. Yeah, his are much more like his act, and I've heard him do stand-up, and I'd be like, oh, that was in one of his books. But um, yep. yeah, like the Sebastian Maniscalco one is much more like, oh, interesting, this is what it was like to be in an in Italian family. And, you know. So Scarlett, tell us, you know, in growing up in the SNL days, I'll ask one question. Who was the most enjoyable of your mom's cast members or castmates, whatever they say? Like, and funny to you. I said, and you were a kid, you know, but. This feels like a dangerous yeah. question. I don't know. It's just. No, no. Uh, for sure, John Lovitz and Dana Carvey were my favorites. <laughs> and I might be saying that because the, our relationship, I, he's the best. <laughs> our, um, our relationship carried on into my late, I actually, I saved a text from John Lovitz. Let me show it to you on my phone from, <laughs> That's from 2017. Right. Look at this. Are you I'm jealous? Showing you right now. Look, do you see that right there? Yes. Um, I saved that on my phone because I texted him to ask him if I could talk about him in my book and I showed him pictures and I ended up cutting that part and I wish I hadn't, but I felt like um, I edited it out before I sent it in. Cause I thought if there's not a purpose to this, I'm not just going to be like, here's a John Lovett story. Um, so that's why I cut it out. But he was so great to me. He would like come to our house. Have I told the story about the nickname he had for me and that whole thing on here yet? No. Um, so 
my mom started the show when I was six months old and she was on the show for six seasons. So I just grew up with him and he would come over and I, we had this orange cat named Flippy because she would like flip on the kitchen bar stools, do flips over them. And so he would come in and he would look at me and he would say, hello, Flippy. And then he'd look at my cat and he'd say, hello, Scarlet. And I thought that was so funny. And I'd be like, no, I'm Scarlet and the cat's Flippy. And um, it was like the shtick. And every time I'd see him, he would call me Flippy. So fast forward to, so I have this picture. <laughs> I need to send it so you can put it in the show notes. I have this picture of um, him holding me when I was a baby, when he was like 28 or something. And then when I was 28, I was pregnant with my youngest and he was doing standup in, at Zany's in Nashville. And me and my mom went to see him and I had not seen him since I was like 16. And so I didn't even know if he'd remember me. And we walked backstage and I walked in eight months pregnant and he went, hello, Flippy. <laughs> and it was like, oh my goodness, he's the coolest. And then we got a picture with him holding my pregnant stomach. And so I have those pictures side by side of him holding me and then him holding my pregnant stomach. So when I'm 28, which is just so cool. That is um, cool. So he, that's like my favorite story of that. And then Dana Carvey was just so funny. Like one of those people, like you, your stomach hurts every time you're with him. And they, my mom and him just kind of carried on a relationship and did some other things together. And just being backstage with him was so fun. So those are my favorites. Oh, it's so fun. Yeah, you're. Uh, I, I just, I'm just reflecting on the fact of you being backstage. This is like my growing up time watching SNL too. So, by the way, I thought instead of Flippy, I thought that's where Toonses, uh, the driving cat, came about. So apparently it's Flippy, not Toonses. Okay, that's good because things don't work out well for Toonses. I think that Toonses was written by Conan, who was a writer on the show. And I have a picture of him sitting on my toy box, which is in my daughter's room now, which is another cool thing. It feels like a, it feels like a story. It doesn't even feel real, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, one of the things that I have been meaning to tell you, Scarlett, and I haven't had a chance to yet, so I'm telling you now while we're recording things, is I really appreciate the fact that that you just answer questions about, about that side of life. Like, I don't, like, just because it's, for some people, it can, like, they have weird relationships with, like, you know, when they when they have parents who are or were in, you know, in the, in a public sphere of any kind, a lot of people just don't like to talk about it at all. And uh, yeah, so I'm, I, I appreciate the fact that you don't mind us asking questions about stuff like that. Well, thanks, Aaron. I had to get to that point because I used to be very uncomfortable about it because I would I never wanted to feel like I was like, hey, so here's this cool thing about, you know, and then I had to kind of grow into realizing those are just experiences I went through. Like I had nothing to do with any of that. I just happened yeah. to be born into the situation that is unusual. It's not like I'm bragging about an achievement. You know what I mean? No, it's yeah, like, no. I it's was just, just uh, a kid in a in a cool situation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if Dave built a time machine and went back and hung out with Winston Churchill, you know he'd be talking about it all day long. Every day. <laughs> well, that would have been an achievement if he had built a well, time machine. Sure, sure. Okay, That's if someone true. else had, had done accidentally it. bumped into Winston Churchill. There you go. That's true. There and it go. would escalate into him and Winston going and hanging out at, you know, and having dinner and 
you know, I don't know what else would happen. It'd but, be good uh, uh, <laughs> podcast content. I could update you there. That's it. it. Absolutely, it, it may be worth a special episode. I don't absolutely. know. Absolutely. So, yeah. uh, so here is the next. Here's our next and final question, which okay. is: We all love to. We all love to read. We all love to write. There, are, there are books that are all in our like in our wish lists and things like that. That it's like, man, I'd love to be able to write this, but not all of them kind of fit with who we are so very often uh so here's so here's the thing if if you were going to use a pen name to write a book what would that pen name be and what would the genre of book be okay i'm hesitant to tell you a truthful answer right now because i'm afraid (laughs) people will google this no actually i googled it the other day when you told me we're going to ask this i actually had a pen name and i like got it legally it put on my bank account. I am so glad. You know what? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to tell you that name <laughs> out of here because when I first started writing and I was 23, I thought I might not always want to be associated with what I'm writing, which has proven to be accurate. <laughs> um, not that it's bad, but I'd be embarrassed because I was so young and I would write anything for any subject that someone would pay me to write about. I used that name until like. I don't know. Until I started writing books, I had a fake name. So I'll say it was a variation of my current name. Um, <laughs> but but luckily, most of the things I'm super embarrassed that I wrote have have died away with the website that I wrote for. Okay. So maybe I, I'm just afraid that maybe there's like some scragglers. So I won't say. Okay. So I don't know. I haven't given that much thought. Um, <laughs> okay. What was the second part? The genre? What would All it right, be? So if you had a pen name, what would it be? And what would you use that pen name? And what genre would you use that pen name for? I, I really still want to write fiction, like funny fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So maybe I'll do that someday. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So should we make a, should we make a new pen name for you? Yeah. Just make a new one for me. Okay. All right, Dave, let's work on that right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, what is it? Uh, um, Scarlett, what's your middle initial? E. Okay. It's going to be something super be, weird. It, well, you either do the initial thing or you do the S and then come up with a different E. I'm only like, I'm just for the sake of like coming up with a fictitious name. Well, do you want it to be a male or female name? Oh, oh, that, you know, and that's a legitimate question now. You're right. People wouldn't have. Uh, Remember J.K. Rowling? She writes under a dude's name. Well, and uh, and uh, Benjamin Franklin uh, wrote as uh, what was the not Doolittle? What's her name? Uh, you know, he write he writes under like a pen name of a Mrs. Whatever back in. There's all these letters in Philadelphia. It's featured in National Treasure. I should know. This. <laughs> of course, it is. <laughs> Mm. we already know what dave's pen name is going to be and it's going to involve cage somehow yes or nicholas (laughs) uncaged yeah um (laughs) oh man so uh all right so yeah are you you an initial person or are you going to go with or would you rather have like a male name just to just to surprise everyone, just to mix it up a little bit. I don't know that I could write as a male. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. So That's here cool. we go. I think reliable. I think Aaron the last name way. is going to be. I think the last name is going to be Evelyn. The last name. The last name. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> Evelyn. Evelyn. That's totally a last name. Evelyn. Sure, yeah, why not? Okay. Why not? Sure. <laughs> Anything why can not, be a last name. Well, why not just go, even, you know, Scarlett, and people have enough of a tough time trying to pronounce your last name. Why don't I'm really scared with, you're, oh no, what are you going to say? You're going to say my <laughs> pen name. You're going to say my old no, pen I'm name. No, I'm not. I was going to say. <laughs> yes, you are. Go ahead. No, I'm not. I am not. I'm going to say Herzl Hiltabital. <laughs> Something like completely like some Brandon alliteration. Yeah, Brandon Hiltabital. <laughs> you could be your husband. I will say my last name of my pseudonym was Hill. No. <laughs> okay. Mm, okay. Nice. I like it. Okay. Okay. So, so like ES Hill or something like that. Let's do that. Okay. There we go. There's yes, a nice Hill. safe one. Yeah. So, uh, listeners, if you have we can do Evelyn Brandon, how about we well, do that? On. I think listeners need to see if they come up with something too. This could be interesting. This could backfire on <laughs> okay. us. No, this could be a lot of fun. It listeners, could be a lot of fun. This is your yeah. job. You are. For every one of these, you need to give us each a yeah. pen name. <laughs> this is going to be really bad. <laughs> it's going to be really good is what it's going to be. I know. Scarlett, I'm not sure if you regret this episode. But, uh, I'm not you sure know either. What? I'll know yeah. when I listen back. Yeah, okay. but it, but it's, it's good and useful, and we have That's gotten true. to know you better. There are some things I did not know in all this. So this, this is, is true. Very fun. Yes, I love all it. Right. I absolutely right. love it. Scarlett, thank you for being our guinea pig today on you know in this new experiment that we're doing of getting to know the co-hosts um it has been fun to ask you a whole bunch of questions um i'm looking forward to you approving whatever i cut out and uh, (laughs) i'll be ready all right all right and listeners thanks for listening to this one uh we hope you enjoy it and of course leave us your sincere or insincere five star rating and review if you if it's not five stars dave will cry hey and you don't want that we're almost at a hundred I think it's true. We, I think we can do it. It's um, almost time. It's almost time. Yes. We're at ninety-two. Yeah, I think. I think. I think we can get there. So there yeah, go. if we can. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I give us give us a month or less. I have an idea. Can, can I? Can oh, I add yes. some incentive? Yes. Some incentive. Yes. If we get a hundred, then Dave is going to post a picture from our Twitter and Instagram with all of his cats in one photo. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All right. That's, that's all right, what's happening. Bring it on, people. Bring it all on. Right. Okay, I guys. Mean, we'll see you later. I don't even know what I'm doing. Bye. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> okay. For real, though. All Wait, right. We'll see you later. <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs>